I like these days. I like these days, too. Although, looking at the time, I'm worried. Yeah. About that third? About that third episode. Yeah. I don't want to do one where we end up with like a 20-minuter. Yeah. But at the same time, if we only get two done today, then we're really, <laughs> we're really not ahead. <laughs> no, like, we're just yeah. on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> we're just actually still technically behind schedule because chapter one has been posted two days today. late. Three oh, days yeah. late. Oh, this is work. You know, people don't understand. Yeah, it's not just a children's book. It's a deep, detailed analysis. We're two freelancers. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. And trying to set aside, I mean, to record an hour and a half episode also includes reading. Yeah. Um, and and it, it just, it, the time adds up. And to set aside that amount of time, when I'm on paternity leave and working around a nap schedule, my mother is, yeah. has been gracious <laughs> enough to enable this happening today by... Uh, being here, yeah, um, to to chill with Luca, but in the future, this is going to be the kind of thing where, like, do I need to get a sitter? In which case, we go again from <laughs> from having no expenses now that we're using Anchor to yeah, we need <laughs> a sitter to do a, a podcast, a babysitter to about a, a children's book about uh, <laughs> these aren't children's books. These are. These are books for dumb children. Oh, yeah. The dumbest, too. Yeah, like me These. when I read them growing up and enjoyed them. <laughs> uh, but yet, this this momentum uh-huh. coming into chapter two, I like. Oh, I, I like. I, I like, I like when there's chapter a chapter two. I like when there's a good uh, cliffhanger into the next chapter. Yeah. Um, and in true form... Immediately resolved. Yes, always. Uh, the Hardys, that's how it's got to work. This has me thinking, again, because of the way that we do this and because of how much mm-hmm. of the original book we read during the three comparison chapters. Like, we read so much of that. Yeah. That I'm used to that writing. And, like, it, it's hard to think, like, wait, what, what, what <laughs> was a paragraph like in the updated version of The House on the Cliff? Because they were worse yeah. in those updates. And now we're back in this place where there's just stupid stuff going on. <laughs> and like spoiler, it's Smuff's back in this chapter. Yes, he is. And the last time we saw Smuff, he was like a butthole. Yeah. And and a and a bad police officer. Yeah. And now he's back to a bumbling where where we kind of eye, like kind him. Of. Yeah. Like he's written in this sort of like, oh, he's trying real hard. He's yeah. just not that good. Dum da dum da dum da dum. Like he's not being a malicious. Yeah, Rab Schneider is Asker Schmiff. But yeah, this I, I like this chapter. So without further ado, oh. chapter two, trailing, trailing a detective. detective. I good, memorized dude. it. Did you see? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was still looking at open. it too. And right you in. did a rhyme there. Without um, further ado, chapter two. I wish you would have followed up trailing a detective with some sort of rhyme too. Uh, uh, detective. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, without further ado, uh, and uh, and being respective. <laughs> chapter two, trailing a detective. Oh, nice, David. <laughs> That's what we call a home run. That was a home run. Yeah. And if you were in school right now, reading this Hardy Boys book could be an elective for the detective. Nice. Uh, some sort of uh, <laughs> retrospective. That's good. Detective's a hard word to find rhymes for. Yeah. I feel like we did most of them there. Yeah, we just nailed them. I mean, that's I all of them. I don't think there are any others. No. And there's definitely not any listeners <laughs> <laughs> running on a treadmill somewhere being like, you idiots. Yeah, yeah you misresurrected. I mean, it's like no one's going to say uh, that because we didn't. That's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, now you're just going to sit there thinking, aren't you? I can see it. The clock's turning, baby. Yeah, you've got me, man. I'm done. I've got you. You're hooked. I'm done. I, I'm going to reel you back in. Let's no, take I'm a break. Let's let you swim. Let's take a break so I can have there. 45 minutes to, <laughs> e- to exhaustively explore this list. Yeah. And then we'll get back into it. <laughs> uh, without further ado, chapter two. Um, yeah, so immediately resolves itself. The uh, boy on the bicycle heard the Hardy's warning and just in time, swerved away from the rushing car. He skidded and ran up against the curve. 
The momentum carried the boy over the handlebars, but he landed in a sitting position on the pavement. He looked dazed. I like that. I like that he just did a full front flip and then just landed on his butt. And in four sentences, the entire cliffhanger <laughs> is resolved. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. That boy must be a gymnast. Yeah, I feel like the, the only way to land on your butt when you flip over the handlebars is to not let go of the handlebars <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> like, I feel like typically when you go over the handlebars... You like are propelled forward, yeah. Like, and your head continues to lead oh, yeah, the way. You're skidding against the ground, just hand without, and face, just yeah. <laughs> without gravity and momentum work. Yeah. But this seems pavement. to be like like a gymnastics routine of like the <laughs> yeah. bike stopped, and then he held on so hard that his yeah. body carried over. It's okay. I'm a tumbler. As he just falls through the sky, <laughs> he, he landed on his feet and. Did the, the his arms up like presenting like a gymnast? Yeah, bowed, turned to do his right, and bowed again. Bowed again. Everyone lifted up their scorecards. Yeah, uh, there was a four point six. He didn't fully get those all fives, or does it go up to ten? I think it goes up to ten. Goes up to ten. Nah, I don't yeah. watch the uh... in gymnastics. They don't like hold up cards right then. Oh, they don't. No, because they this have to is like how I learn. Take a while to think about it. Oh, okay. I used to I be didn't... a gymnast, dude. I was a gymnastics person too. I have a trophy. Do you? You have a trophy? I've. I've. You got a trophy. All I got to do is jump in a ball pit. I mean, that's better than the trophy. How old were you when you did gymnastics? Um, I don't know. Ten? What grade 11? is that? Talk to me in grades. Uh, I would say third grade to fourth grade. Okay. So nine to ten, maybe. Yeah, I was like third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. And I went to regionals in fifth grade. Ooh. And I took uh, third place. Okay. On the parallel bars. Out of two people. Fifth place. <laughs> fifth place on the rings out of two people. Yeah. <laughs> they just decided not to give out a first place that year. What could you do on the rings at that young of an age? Was it just like, well, he made it across. I could do anything. You could do anything? I weighed nothing. Oh, you know what? That's right. In fifth grade, we used to do backflips with the rings. But that was it. You would just hold on to them and do a backflip. Oh, Did you like lifting your body up with the rings? I was or? like I was like 65 pounds and it was all deltoids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just could iron I was 85 and days. it was all altoids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, baby. That <laughs> that's the best joke that's ever happened on this podcast. I'm gonna have to agree. I enjoy. By it. the way, I, I remembered <laughs> there was like a bad one one or two episodes ago, and we were trying to think of what was the like one that we mic dropped, and it was a Dwayne Wade, and it was like Dwayne the pool because I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah. like, that was that was the the previous the record holder. Yeah. Then we bested that with something <laughs> that I'm not remembering now, but absolutely 85. And most of that was Altoids. That's his shirt right there. That's good stuff. We're off to a good start. This is a good one. Body by Altoids. Body by Altoids. This episode is brought to you by Altoids. Um. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, lands on his butt, gymnast style. And uh, that driver must be out of his head. Joe yelled as Frank and Chet dashed over to the boy. Now, then the... the the car crashes, and it barely missed a car, but it says, you know, with brakes squealing and horn blaring, slammed into the curb. And I'm struggling to picture this. I don't know what a curb is like yeah. in these days, but, like, if a speeding <laughs> car hits a curb, it's just going over the curb. That's, yeah, 100%. It's going over the curb. That thing's ET in that anything. curb. <laughs> yeah. It's going over the moon. There may be a slight decrease of speed, but <laughs> yeah. that's it. And that decrease you ever hit of a speed, speed bump going 85? Yeah, that decrease of speed is just going to turn into an increase in altitude. <laughs> yeah. It's going to launch the car into an outdoor cafe. This is, this oh, is that's, not... oh, I was going to say, in this time, it just goes over the little boy's head. Sitting on his butt, it just clears it. Oh, he hits the curb and launches over the boy. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's, now that's a scene I That's a shoot. scene right there. I like this a lot. Which, I love this next thing, and this is the descent into this boy's madness for me. Okay, this whole oh, yeah. chapter okay, so, had so me laughing. So you did something with, with, what is it, Ken Blake? With Ken Blake, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah There's a lot of people in this chapter with two first names. Okay. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, we find out that this boy's name is Chet Ken Blake. Morton. Chet 
Morton. Yeah. Morton, here's a who. Um, so this boy. Morton and Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I don't have any other ones. That's it. Uh, Walmart. Oh, come on. Uh, so this boy, uh, Ken, he's sitting on the sidewalk holding his head, in which I thought, you flipped and you hit your butt. Like, why would you be holding your head? Right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the first thing where I was like, something's off about this man. Unless when he went over the handlebars, his hair got tangled on the handlebars, and that's what flipped him onto his his rear end. Okay, so he, he just landed. got uh, so he's Fabio holding his locks. Head. Yeah, and he's holding <laughs> his head like, like Absalom in the Old Testament. Am I right? David's younger Absolutely. brother? Absolutely. Whose hair gets stuck in the David tree? Is. King David? Oh, King David, the yeah. fighter of Goliath. Yeah, his younger brother Absalom was uh, like had too long of hair or something. He was riding his horse <laughs> yeah. in the woods, and his hair got tangled in a tree, and his horse ran out, and he... Dude, imagine died? being at that Thanksgiving dinner with those brothers and the dad. Like, this is my son, David. He fought Goliath. He's a king. He's a king. Who, who's your other son? I uh, don't have another yeah. son. <laughs> That's absolutely, he got his hair stuck in a tree. What are you shampooing that with? Pantene? Come he's, on. He's sitting at the dinner table with part of the tree branch still in his It's just cut, cut off. But it's, that happened to me. I used to have really long hair and... There's a situation where I had some dumb friends who did something dumb that I didn't want to be involved with, which happened to make me have to run from the cops because they ran. Right. And I run through this uh, forested area, and all these twigs are hitting me in the face, and eventually I get stuck on a branch because my hair wrapped around it. So yeah. I broke it off, and I was running on, on these train tracks <laughs> with uh, this giant branch sticking out of my head. Yeah, that's exactly what happened in Epsilon, I was except the there weren't train tracks. Only one who didn't get caught. Everyone else got caught, and luckily I have good friends who, when the police were like, where's the fourth guy? And they said, what fourth guy? Or at least that's what they told me as they all texted me from the police station. I was like, don't text me. They tracked that. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so he's there holding his head. Are you all right? Frank asked, bending down. The boy was about 14 years old, very thin and tall for his age. What a weird thing to say. I wrote. As he's sitting. I wrote, (laughs) with a thick beard and a dark tan and an eye patch <laughs> it's fenton hardy in disguise oh I'm so it just, was the wig that I'm got cut just a 14 year old boy <laughs> i'm a young man too do you guys want to talk about school things <laughs> why you gotta be so mean to me why is everybody always picking on me? oh that is yeah oh we should have used that for chet we totally missed out on that. When what? As they were being mean to Chet, he kind of oh, just went, true. Why is everybody just picking on me? Well, they sort of half pick on him later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that Anyways. later. That could be a reoccurring so, thing. So we got another off-duty pirate. Yeah. Ken Block. And then uh, Ken Blake. Ken they, Block's the DC Shoes guy. Oh, I didn't know that. Who does the Jim Connor stuff? I don't know what any of these words mean. You've never seen Jim Connor? No. Uh, it's it, all right. is this another gymnast thing? No, no, no. It's a uh, cars. Uh, it's a uh, like like cars. The movie exactly. <laughs> no, it's a uh, uh, Ken Block is a like rally car driver, and huh. he's done these films like in San Francisco, just ripping up the streets. And oh, did, you probably have seen it. Yeah, he did like either it was either Monster or Red Bull. Is this the guy? He did this insane yeah he, video like, in like yeah. 2014. He's done like nine of them, like these okay. full crazy things. They're called Gymkhana. Uh, oh, okay. So I do know what you're talking okay. about now. Phew. I thought we were going to have to. The, well, those videos the are podcast. awesome. Uh, if you thought that the description of Ken was over, it only gets weirder as I think Leslie had a weird crush on this kid. Yeah, let's hear it. A grateful look came into the boy's clear brown eyes. I don't know. Maybe it's not as weird as I thought it was. I, I think but so. Clear brown eyes. Yeah, I've never heard someone's. That's unless, strange, right? Unless to say like they're not bloodshot anymore. <laughs> but from from the drugs, yeah, or from the uh, from the smoke. from the impact. Oh my god, he's a dope smuggler. He's a dope smuggler. We solved it. Wait, is his name Felix Ken Blake? <laughs> yeah. 
I was riding so well, and then my Japanese silk cape got stuck in the <laughs> spokes and flipped me. Luckily, I'm so high on dope, but I'm fine. <laughs> my friend Ali Singh and Pretzel Pete formed this dope pretzel. Salted, uh... <laughs> salted with quotes around it. Salted ring. Salted ring, baby. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, he's got... He's got the eyes of a rabbit, where like you can't really see the pupil. It's <laughs> yeah. just a like a solid, solid clearish block. brown. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's that's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, little I, beady. I wish I had those now. Beady eyes, then. I've got stupid eyes. Yeah, Sean, they're not stupid. You have you have awesome they're eyes. Not Listen, scrawny. They're, nice. <laughs> they're nice. <laughs> Man, firing you're, on all cylinders. Today. You're darn tootin', sir. Uh, so yeah, what happens? Frank and Joe help him up to his feet. A crowd gathers, blah blah blah. Um, just then, the driver of the sedan made his way through the throng. The first time I read throng, I read thong, and that yeah. caused me to reread it. I'm like, wait, what's? Oh, okay. Yeah, this forty year old middle aged man with these swinging hips. <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him away from Ken. <laughs> With those clear brown eyes. Uh, so we find out this guy's brakes wouldn't hold. Yeah, this this whole car thing was not... Mal- this wasn't like the opening chapter of um, the first book, mm-hmm. where it's the speed demon. Yeah, this, this crazy speed demon. Um, this, this guy's claiming, like, I'm sorry, my brakes wouldn't yeah. hold. Next time I almost hit someone, that's what I'm going to say, too. Psst, I'm sorry, my brakes just wouldn't hold. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I could see you texting. <laughs> no, 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 I was. No, that's how I stop. I have the app. I have my the brakes. break app. Yeah, you don't have break apps. And my Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> Some of those self-driving cars. Sir, this is a 2002 a Saturn Ion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I got the update. <laughs> I got the firmware. <laughs> now you're just saying terms. Sir, this is a 2019 2002 Saturn Ion. That doesn't even make any sense, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, so this dude's I'm just really apologetic. I'm operating on Yosemite. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's dumb. That's that's fine. No, it's not. My buddy last night was trying to update his computer. Is still on Yosemite. He had wondered oh. why his photos stop uh, stopped syncing. Well, that's why. It's like because you're, you're on Yosemite. Yeah. Because <laughs> after Yosemite was, oh, I don't Mavericks, and then, or no, not Mavericks. It was uh, El Capitan, and now Catalan. Now Catalan, yeah. Uh, Which I wasn't a part of Mac. Once Yosemite happened, is when I basically switched to PC. Oh wait, no, it was Yosemite, then El Capitan, and then they did Mavericks. And Ooh. then Catalina. Now Catalina, yeah, yeah, because they Ooh. like did the, like the Yosemite theme. Yeah, um, this is not worth anyone's time, <laughs> yeah. including our own. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Dell, <laughs> <laughs> by Linux. Um, so uh, the Hardy saw a familiar uniformed figure push through the crowd toward them. Who could it and be? And we meet for the first time, Officer <laughs> Roberts. Yeah, this is the first time we meet Officer Roberts, yeah, it was right? just Colleg, um, Smuff, and Colleg, uh, Con and Riley. Con Riley, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay, I thought. I was like, so I don't remember is, oh, Roberts. Oh, and obviously we had uh, Petty Officer Brown. Well, yeah. Yeah. And and all the Coast Me Guardsmen. first, me first, me first. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as uh, Bayport police officers, Officer Roberts is a member of the poli- local police department and an old friend of the Hardys. Um, and so the, the driver can't even explain what's going on. And so uh, the police officer does what every reasonable police officer would do. And they just ask the child, uh, <laughs> what happened, Frank? Officer Roberts asked. And so uh, Frank explains what happens, says no one got hurt, and says the only damage was to the boy's bicycle. The front wheel spokes were bent and some of the paint was scratched off the fender. And at this point, I'm thinking that... During all the commotion, yeah. Frank scraped some paint off the fender <laughs> with his pen knife, and he's like, "Oh, oh it uh, must have happened during the accident." So I don't, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Ken's got a pen knife in his thigh. <laughs> yeah, he just he's scratching off the paint. Too. I couldn't he, help it. He gets a good uh, amount of it. Just, <laughs> just 
<laughs> start sniffing it up off the blade. Oh, that Frank, lead paint. Joe, you got to stop getting high off the paint. What are you talking about? I'm fine. Just got to get straightened out. I just I solve mysteries better when, when I'm in this state of mind. I have to think like a fender. <laughs> Be the fender. Be one with the fender. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this this bicycle... Hit the curb and has some serious damage. Yeah, not the boy. He flipped over it, landed on his butt, broke every bone in his... No, I think what happened was, as he flipped, all of his hair, which is like nine feet long at this point, (laughs) just wrapped him up like a cushion, and he landed softly on his own hair. He just French braided his hair as he's flipping just super fast. Yeah, but at the very end, yeah, he turned the... uh, Instead of tying it off tight at the end, he turned it into a poof. Lovely poof, like a little trampoline. Like he flipped around and just, poof. or it was like a little fart, just a little. Poof. Yeah, about that the air. Poof. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Did you listen to my podcast with Kirkland? Uh, not yet. I okay. will though. I will. Uh, your hair is back to how you were doing it before of the straight yeah. back. Tell, <laughs> yeah. tell me about that. About what? Well, for a while you were like doing different stuff with the oh, hair. No, I I got it. Uh cut it wasn't getting as high as volume as i wanted so he said just cut it don't do anything to it don't style it and just leave it how it is for like a month and a half and it'll go up higher so i was like all right sweet okay so yeah i really liked the other do oh yeah 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 i was told it made me look younger and i was like i don't want to look younger i look old Um, and distinguished when you get to kirkland's podcast oh god um i I thought yeah. That that there is a link between what he says in the podcast and what I'm looking at now, and that's all I'll say. Okay, gotcha. Um, but we digress. I digress. Um, so cop, cop gets traffic moving again, and they start to talk, and um, they notice. I want to make sure we're not getting too far. No, okay, I know where I want to take the break. Uh, we're gonna take the break when we meet an old friend. Yeah. Um, but so this this little boy, uh, not little, he's very tall for his age, yeah. which probably means he's not that age. Yeah. They said he was around 14, but really tall. So he's probably 15, maybe 16, 16 maybe 19. is when he hit that, that growth spurt. Yeah. Maybe Joe is just really, really short, <laughs> and he feels like he he has like this inferiority yeah. complex. You think this guy's bigger than and me? Anytime people are tall, he's like, oh, but he's probably like 14. <laughs> yeah, he's taller than me. Dad's fourteen. Um, you know, yeah. But so all of a sudden, this, with this kid, Ken Ken Blake, is like, "Oh my god, where's my envelope?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he flips over, loses this envelope, crying out. Yeah, and he and it was not, a large uh, Manila envelope, and uh, clearly he didn't put it in his uh, jacket pocket. Well, I'm looking at the illustration. Uh, on pages six and seven of this incident, where you've got uh, Frank, Joe, and Chet, who had just cleared out of the street. By the way, none of them are plump. No, and this kid isn't very tall. If anything, he's just got. He seems to have long a short legs. Torso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that's it. He seems to be to be drawn. Not that for he's it. tall. It's just his. Look at his arms too. Um. But that's not how arms work. I wanna I wanna look for a second at, at this photo. Tell me about these handlebars. Uh they curve down, not upwards like a U. <laughs> okay. Good to just, know. They're classic handlebars, yeah. Yeah, these are standard American handlebars, yes, would you these say? Are, these are definitely American. Emphasis on American. Uh, but I also noticed that nowhere on his person is that envelope. Do I see an envelope at this point? And this is before he does a flip and lands on his hair. Okay, so maybe he is Losing his mind. Yeah. So anyways, my envelope, where is it? So they look around, and there's a large manila envelope in the street near the curb. Uh, and so Joe grabs it and says, is this yours? And he's like, yeah, I was afraid it was lost. And here we Which, get... Well, I imagine he's like, is this yours? And then the envelope just has written on it, my envelope? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dory's just like, That's a, yeah. It says citizen, but it's spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Joe handed over the heavy, sealed envelope, he noticed that it was addressed in bold printing to Mr. Victor Peters. Two first names. Parker Building, 
uh, two first names, <laughs> uh, Mr. Victor Peters, Parker Building, and had confidential marked in the lower left-hand corner. Ooh. So I have a feeling these things are going to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This this uh, Mr. Victor is going to be someone. Yeah. Someone dirty, too. Mr. Peters, rather. Mr. Peters. Please call me Victor. Peters. Uh, the boy smiles, takes the envelope, and mounted back on his bike. Thanks a lot for helping me, fellas. My name's Ken Blake. My name is Ken Blake. <laughs> hey, how are you? My name is Ken Blake. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, what's I'm Casey Miller. Oh, nice. Uh, Casey, Casey. I know it's Casey Kasem yeah. but in the South Park yeah. episode. It's the Casey Miller. Boys. Yeah. Casey Miller. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> and that's a problem. So here's another issue that I have with Ken in yeah. the first descent yeah, into uh, something's wrong with him. Uh, my name is Ken Blake. The Hardys and Chet introduced themselves and asked Ken if he lived in Bayport. Not really. Ken answered slowly. <laughs> that was very well read. I have a I have a summer job near here. This is Fenton's real son. This is Fenton in disguise, answering everything slowly. Yeah. Ken peered up from behind his eye patches. <laughs> the, the monkey with the two eye patches. Oh, that's the greatest bit that's of all time. art right there. Oh, are, oh uh, were you working? Chet asked. Ken paused for another moment before replying. At a place outside of town. And I'm thinking, like, then why are you in town? Right? Yeah. If he's working out of town and he's doing a job right now for his out-of-town job, what you doing in town, Ken Blake? Sounds like he's working in town. Sounds like he's working in town. This man's shady. Um, I want to pause for just a second. Uh, I received a text 14 minutes ago. Ooh. From my mother, Ooh. who is across the hall in a different room with the door closed. Yeah. And it says, Absalom is the son of David. Ah. Not David's younger brother. Yeah, there we go. Uh, well, that's... I wonder Sometimes how many your of... kids don't amount to what you want them to amount to. <laughs> Both David and Absalom and me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so we've been fact checked. I wanted to, I wanted to put that in. Good. Uh, so, although curious about uh, Ken's apparent elusiveness, mm. Frank changes mm. the subject. Uh, and here's what we were talking about. He had been observing the bicycle with interest. Its handlebars were a different shape from most American models. The hand grips were much higher than the center post, and the whole effect was that of a deep U. <laughs> And I don't think I ever would have thought about it, but yeah, that illustration <laughs> yeah. a few pages ago is not this <laughs> bike. No. There's no envelope. Yeah. And it's where... No deep U's. Yeah. And not even like a shallow U. Yeah. The opposite. It's <laughs> like the handlebars are lower than the center post. Significantly. Not much higher. <laughs> and, and it does not have the whole effect no. of a U. No, some what lazy is, writing here. This was all added. Hang on. The hand grips were much higher than the center post, and the whole effect was that of a deep U. What is the effect of a deep U? Well, look at that U. Yeah, I know, but like, what effect does, like, say it looks like a U, not like, oh, and is these it, handlebars have the same effect as a deep U. Yeah, it's a it's a very deep U. I mean, it what thinks if, a lot. It, it's a, But what effect does that have on the bike to have a U on it? What is the deep? <laughs> what is the whole effect? I don't know. What's the deep V on the V-neck do? Like you know, with politics, when you're like, you know, all we have to do is you know put a tax on soda and we'll be fine. Yeah. There's effects far-reaching beyond that. You know, then you have to. It's how does that impact? Well, how much money someone needs to buy a soda now that there's a tax? Yeah. And then they need raises, and then we like it's inflation. This whole big thing. <laughs> So what is the whole effect of a soda tax, and what is the whole effect of a deep U? I'm going... You need to find out who rewrote David, this one and send this man an email. This is the hill that I'm choosing to die <laughs> on. 
is the, the, <laughs> is the, the deep use U? of the turn of phrase a well, deep Well, don't worry. U? I'll make sure your coffin is a deep U. <laughs> You're going to be buried <laughs> with your arms and legs just on sticking a, up. On a hill much lo- that has the whole effect of, a, of an upside-down U. It's <laughs> yeah. so on an you. An upside-down hole. That makes an oval. It turns into a circle because it's a circle. It's a Life is like a circle. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Rob Schneider. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't let me die on this hill. <laughs> You're dead, man. You're all alone and you're dead. Revive me. Uh, so that's a nifty kind of bike. Would, kind of. So uh, they're asking him about his bike and Ken's saying, like, it was made in Belgium. Rides real Rides smooth. Rides real smooth. Uh, and then he's like, but I, I got to get out of here. You know, I got I got errands to run. I got to get back on the job. So long. Thanks again. And then uh, Joe murmurs as he rides off funny he's so secretive about where he lives and works and frank agreed i wonder why yeah and then i really liked chet (laughs) chet scoffed there you go again making a mystery out of it yes and that i think is like yes the reader's thinking too well in this particular case Mm -hmm. i have no doubt that this envelope and this kid like this kid works at the old mill i think probably that's what we got from the uh, little intro paragraph it was holding saw blades and this is gonna turn into something but hanging out with the hardy boys has to be like they're at the hardware store and like they're with chet yeah and the boys are like how much is this drill bit and the guy's like uh two dollars and they're like as they leave like i wonder why he took so long (laughs) to mention the price i wonder what he's hiding like no did you notice that he said dollars instead of bucks Hmm. I wonder if he's hiding a deer. <laughs> Doesn't want to talk about bucks. Oh, there's a great Three Stooges bit. Do you know the difference you. between beer nuts and, and deer, deer nuts? nuts? Uh, no. Beer but, nuts. Oh, no. Beer nuts are $1.99. Deer nuts are under, under a, buck. a buck. Okay, yeah. I was going to say about a buck 67, but that wouldn't have made sense. I knew it had to do something with a buck. That's good. Um, That's golden. This uh, this king is out hunting one day. <laughs> oh, no. He's out okay. hunting. And, uh, and they haven't seen anything all day. Yeah. Like nothing. Uh-huh. No animals. <laughs> and they're, they're getting ready to pack it up. And all of a sudden, this guy... Off in the distance, like maybe like not even that far, like like thirty feet ahead of him, jumps out of this bush completely naked. <laughs> this guy jumps out naked, and he's like, "Hey, hey, don't don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot! I'm I'm not a deer." And the king pauses for a second, and then he lifts up his rifle and just blows the dude away. Just <laughs> dude's like instant, like it's it's graphic, it's awful. Yeah. And the page that's standing next to the king, sort of you know helping out. Is like, uh, your highness, I'm so sorry. Why, why did you shoot that guy? He said he wasn't a deer. And the king is like, oh, oh. I thought, I he, thought said he said he, he was, was a, a deer. deer. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to jump in on the punchline with you there. I, I welcome your presence. <laughs> oh, God. classic joke. I love that joke so much. It's a good one. That's not the first time I've told it in full on the podcast. No. And it won't be the last. And it won't be the last. And I like that. I want it to be a reoccurring thing. And the only thing I'll ever remember is the punchline. That's all you have to remember. And I'm always going to join in on it. I feel like I would I would like to think, well, I don't know. I'm going to let you pick. Yeah. Should I change it slightly to where if, if like we cut together all the excerpts of me telling the joke over the next 15 years that it is like remarkably consistent or that I embellish it in certain ways from time to time. I think you should add on every time you you tell it, you add one part onto it and you have to remember that added part each time until our last episode that we ever do. That joke is 15 minutes long. Yeah. And at the end of it, you shoot me (laughs) and then our listeners be like, why the hell did you shoot Sean, we'll add in, in the a studio it, a- audience saying he, that. He said he wasn't a deer. And then you would say, Oh, I thought he said he was a deer. End of podcast. End of podcast. That's good. Dude, that's a good way to go out. Yep. Then you get buried in your U shaped coffin. <laughs> the, the whole Sweet. effect of the coffin. <laughs> yeah. um, but so. Uh, buried in Belgium. So there you go, making a mystery out of it. And then the narrator jumps in here and he's like, Frank and Joe. 
had acquired their keen observation and interest in places and people from their father, one of the most famous investigators in the United States. Not the famous now. He's been demoted. Only recently, the boys had solved the Tower Treasure mystery. Mm. Shortly afterward, they had used all of their ingenuity and courage to uncover a dangerous secret in the case of the house on the cliff. Okay. Which I wrote, available now, nine ninety nine. <laughs> this is very self-promotion-y. Um, but I don't think it took all of their ingenuity. No. Pretzel <laughs> Pete told them where to go <laughs> yeah. after their dad... To- after their dad solved the case yeah. on the second page of the book, they just went somewhere and rescued him Yeah, uh, clumsily. Oh, absolutely clumsily. And I have a question for you. I have the answer. You're going to love it. So they, Oh, nice. Thank you. Uh, so they plugged both the books here. Yes. So in the next book, they're oh, going to plug three baby. books. <laughs> I hope. Do you think it's just going to continuously plug each individual book as we keep diving into these? In like chapter 60, or in book, book 60, 60, yeah, there's like a whole chapter that's just the Hardy Boys recite their previous. Yeah. <laughs> the narrator tells us what they've been up to for the past 60 books. I would love that so much. Um, so... Uh, they had almost reached the scientific specialty store when <laughs> yeah. Joe grabbed his brother and pointed down the street. And this is where I'd like to take a break. On the cliffhanger. On the cliffhanger. On the cliffhanger, which Ooh. will resolve in exactly Ooh. 30 seconds is down after. the street. Who do we see? And uh, with that, the boys took a break. What instrument did you use to play? I was a trumpetman. Your trumpeter? Now, now, to say that I play the trumpet would be a lie. To say that I took band class and uh, inherited a trumpet that I blew into <laughs> for 45 minutes a day. And uh, anytime you had to do the solos where they're like, okay, if you want to move up a chair, you got to do a solo. I was always like, no, I'm good with this chair. Man, I fake played that trumpet for two years. I got A's. You So could you like play a scale on the trumpet? Yeah, I can hit buttons and blow. <laughs> Did I you could have... play a scale, but it wouldn't be skillfully done. But you weren't you weren't not playing. Yeah, at, at concerts and everything, I was not playing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Really? I just just going through <laughs> yeah. the motions. Yeah, I just puff the cheeks, move my head. Oh yeah, there oh was... yeah. I fit my way through that. There uh, is a girl that sat next to me. Uh, I played saxophone in, in band. Oh, yeah. Like Bill Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a girl that sat next to me, and she was very, very shy. Yeah. Stinky feet. What's that? Stinky feet. I don't know that. Yeah, I'm just imagining. Do with keep it. Okay. Uh, yeah. This is who I'm picturing. I just want yeah, you to very know. tall for her age. <laughs> thin and plump. Um, no, but I, I suspected, like, she played so quietly that there was a time, like, when I didn't play. I, I went through the motions, if only to test, like, wait, am I just playing so loud? Am I so close to my own horn that I You're can't hear her? You're a confident hers? player. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, no, she was making no noise whatsoever. <laughs> um. We had one kid who would play the trumpet, and... Uh, he was a chair ahead of me to where I was like, I just need to beat this kid because this guy's sad. I can't have him be in front of me. But he would get so nervous that anytime he'd do a solo, his hand would shake like the drinking problem scene in Airplane. Okay. And his face turned so red, you thought he was being scanned and he was about to explode. So each note sounded timid. So you're a trumpet. You're supposed to be big, brassy, powerful. But yeah. his were just like... <laughs> like turkeys. Like really sad turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but but you could play a con. Did you beat him out? Uh, I don't remember. Did you take his chair? I don't remember. See, uh, I, no, I, I don't think I ever once. Did. I always opted out of doing the solos. I think I might have done it once just to show that I couldn't play, and that was like the last day. And it was sort of like an Ashton Kutcher, you've been punked, and I'm like, I'm not coming back here again. You've <laughs> been punked. I'm a really bad person. <laughs> <laughs> you- Dude, I forgot to take my mouthpiece out of the trumpet and uh, found it recently. I was like, oh, maybe I can sell this. And I tried taking that mouthpiece out. Oh, no. It's in there. That thing is not coming out. I've so tried it's a become lot. one with <laughs> yeah. the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, there can only be one, and that's it. Yeah, I played saxophone. I started saxophone in kindergarten. Whoa. And then played all the way through high school. 
and then into college a little bit. And I didn't play in any of the. I played in like a jazz combo we put together. Yeah, uh, in college. But do you ever sax uh, at night? Are you done? Um, I I've saxed once. Yeah. Um, probably like seven or eight months ago. Nice. I, I got it out. Nice. So the thing is, I still got it. Yeah. But I have no chops left, no endurance. So like, I can oh. I can rip up and down the like I'm, I'm rusty on my scales. But like, you put music in front of me, I can rip through it. I can I can still sight read and everything. But I can do it for like ninety seconds, and <laughs> yeah. then the air just doesn't come out of my mouth anymore. It yeah. makes this weird snorting that sound that just comes out my nose. Uh, like okay. I, I cannot for like that's a, the the muscle that's gone is like my mouth muscle, my umbature. Ooh, as they call it, okay. my ability to force air out of my mouth. Yeah, like it's like if you try to blow balloons up, really, really, like really small, hey. tough metal balloons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trying to whistle with a bunch of crackers in your mouth. Exactly, exactly. You know? I you imagine never that... put that many white people in your mouth. You no, should what? Imagine <laughs> <laughs> that's that's lame stuff right here. Yeah, I like it. That was good. Uh, I was just gonna say, I imagine anytime you played a saxophone, and I don't know why I imagine this, but one, you are no matter what, shirtless, only in tidy whities, and you need to wear uh, tube socks, white, all white. What are you talking about? What does this have to do with anything? In order to play the saxophone, that you must be dressed like that. There was a. I don't know why I imagine that, but I imagine when you play, it's like that, and you're always a silhouette. Um, we have never, ever, ever <laughs> followed through on what I'm about to do once again. Yeah. But ask me about a, a, a saxophone apparel story. I knew it. Off podcast. Yeah, I will. I knew it, dude. Yeah. I got notes for these things. Yeah. As we, I point we to my eyes. We never finish these stories. We never go back to them. We, we always forget and just. Yeah. And then the lost in the ether. But maybe by making this much fanfare about a story that we're not going to tell on the podcast, yeah. we'll remember to tell it on the podcast. <laughs> Ask us at a live show. Oh, there we go. That's not a bad idea. Hey! Hey! He exclaimed. There's Oscar There's Oscar Smuff. Smuff. I thought we were going to... Yeah, oh, did you want to do it yeah, together? Yeah, right. well, Hang on. Hey! He exclaimed. There... There's Oscar Smuff. There's, There's Oscar, Oscar Smuff. The, Smuff. Oscar the Smuff. Oscar the Smuff. <laughs> Is that Smosk or Smuff? Hey. hey, there he is. Hey. hey, big guy. What's he up to? <laughs> so we get this. This feels like a Lem Biller scene to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just sad, uh, like, oboe music playing as he's walking. Well, probably not oboe. What's the- oh, I was going to say it's the Pretzel Pete song once again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. The other boys looked and saw a short, stout man who was wearing a loud checkered suit and a soft felt hat. Chet Gaffold. Gaffold? Gaffold. I've never seen it written before. Gaffod. What is what is gaffod? I think it's Indulge like a, I think it's like a, a a laugh that you're sort of half talking through, like oh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not it's not a pure laugh like you just did, but like you're saying like <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, well, that's what I'm imagining anyway. Well, there'd be no way to look it up. My his... phone is all the way in my pocket. <laughs> he uh, he gaffod and he. Uh, he acts as if he were stalking big game in Africa. Where's the lion? Zing. <laughs> on, a, on a horse that was on the ark. <laughs> Good horse burn. Yeah, so what we discover here is that Smuff is tailing someone. Yes. And he's doing a very bad job. And the boys begin inadvertently tailing smuff who's tailing this guy yeah but smuff is not tailing this person he's running ahead of this person and then stopping and letting the person walk by him and then running ahead of him again (laughs) like he's very very bad at it he keeps looking in windows like of these stores abandoned buildings yeah and one of them's like painted over windows of an abandoned building yeah he's pretending he's looking through (laughs) Uh, but this was another man who was uh tall and thin i believe Yes, he was. He was tall and thin. Tall, trim. Oh, trim. Well-dressed stranger. Um, carried a suitcase and strode along as though there was uh, someplace with a firm purpose in mind. Yeah? 
<laughs> I got the, the margins that just cracks me up. What you got? Uh, so it's Chet watching him and talking about Smuff, and you know you see Smuff acting like an idiot, and Chet just goes, "He's about as inconspicuous and inconspicuous as an elephant." Chet observed. I just imagine someone looking over, just going, "Shut up, fat boy." <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut up, fatty. <laughs> uh, with this, the boys took a break. We're back. And we're back. I uh, had to run a bottle upstairs. Oh. I hope the crying in the background doesn't come through the podcast. But if it does, I hope people know that it's my mom's fault who's who's with Luca. Oh. I was gonna... If I was with him, he would not be crying. Yeah. I was going to say, I wish people heard it, but we never explained it. There was just clearly like despair. <laughs> yeah, and pain someone's in, the in distress in the Good. background of the like whole that. episode of a children's podcast. Of a children's podcast. So, so Chet, um, Chet, and the boys are watching Smuff uh, do this whole thing. Chet, uh, Smuff would run a few steps ahead of the stranger, then stop at a store window and pretend to be looking at the merchandise on display. Obviously, he was waiting for the man to pass him, but Smuff did not Obviously. seem to care what kind of window he was looking in. Joe nudged Frank and Chet when Oscar Smuff paused before the painted-over window of a vacant store. Um, I wonder what he's supposed to be looking at, <laughs> Chet remarked. So, this, so this whole scene here, they don't know what, what Smuff is working on, but yeah. it begins to climax Ooh. in a store. Um, but So they're, they're starting to guess... Um, or they're saying he's been reading about tr- how to be a good detective and yeah. he's like learned all these methods. Yeah. He's clearly reading children's books. Yes. And it's not working because none of his methods are logical. Yeah. He just <laughs> hasn't practiced any of them yet. Yeah. Um, so, but there's, they're being sympathetic to him and this was the contrast a little it's bit. It's more on the, oh honey. Yeah. The, oh, oh honey. Oh Hey, hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. <laughs> yeah, hey, detective body. First of all, you're doing great. You're doing great out there, okay? You look so real good. good. Those legs look strong. Okay, You're squatting, you're kneeling, you're moving. Uh, you're fast on your feet, bud. Oscar's been studying about how to tail, but he needs a lot more practice, Frank chuckled. Um, Shut up, Frank. So then Joe uh, says he probably suspects the man has contraband in his suitcase. Because that's the logical uh, jump. It's the only thing that makes this guy something other than just a guy. Yeah, one could be. Well, yeah. So they're guessing that. Uh, that I guess uh, he's up to something. So they follow him into a store, and when they get in this, so they Smuff follows this dude into a store. Yeah, the boys follow Smuff in the store. They're like, "This is going to be good. This is too good to miss." Um, so when they get inside, Oscar Smuff is hiding behind a display of red, <laughs> large red balloons. Uh, and he did not notice the Hardys and Chet at yeah. this point. Um, Frank looked around the store quickly and saw the strangers selecting some toothpaste. They're in a drugstore. Um, and then the moment happens. This guy goes to check out, and right as he's paying for this thing, Smuff leaps on him. Woo! Immediately, Smuff went into action. He dashed from behind the balloons and across the front of the store, elbowing several several customers out of the way. <laughs> he grasped the man by the arm and in a loud voice announced, You're under arrest. Come with me. I wish that he inhaled some of the helium of those balloons before <laughs> running and then delivered that line with, You're under arrest. Come with me. That's a great helium voice. No, thank you. Um, though, at this time, was helium a thing? Like, we're in Hindenburg days. Oh. Probably straight, pure hydrogen. Yeah, that's fine. You can inhale hydrogen. <laughs> <laughs> just passes out. Hydrogen oxide, baby. On fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know you could just arrest some. Like, I, I'm aware that there is something called a citizen's arrest that I've seen used, I think... The only time no, I've ever tried. actually that seen it. Work. Well, the only time I've ever actually seen it is in Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> yeah. When he says like I can arrest you and somebody's like, Yeah, it's called a citizen's arrest, I can do it too. Yeah. Um but 
I don't I don't know the ins and outs. No one uh, does, but all I can say is peanut blart and jelly. Is that from Paul Bart Mucklin? Oh, come on. It did the film come did not stay. On. See, this, <laughs> this is the voice. It's got legs. <laughs> This the is, film's got legs. They might the, be short and stubby, but it's definitely got legs. This is the voice that you give me when it's like, <laughs> how do you not remember this one line from Paul Bart Mall Cop? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's the line. I need it's to go line. back and study it. <laughs> I, want that, I want that 15-page paper, that report on Paul Bart Mall Cop. Um, but I guess he's doing, because he's not a member of the police force. Right, yeah. He, uh, this is keeps, rando. Uh, he keeps failing the test. Uh, so yeah, and then other people. So people start looking at him like taking the bar thirty eight times. Next year is my year. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky thirty nine. Uh, so he he grabs this guy's hand, and he's like, "I'll show you what this is. Give me that bill that he just paid with." Ooh, so the cashier gives okay, him the, okay. the, okay. the the bill, and it's a five dollar bill, and he's. Uh, there's this moment of confusion and yeah. and uh, and delay as you sort of figure this out. And yeah, it's sinking like, oh, in. This is uh, oh, it's a five, huh? And then he uh, he drops the hold on the man's arm and stared down at the floor. Awfully sorry, he muttered. It's been a mistake. Ooh. Um. So if What's we know about? already because of the last book. And the intro paragraph thing <laughs> yeah. in this one. There's something about counterfeiting yeah. happening in this book at some point. This seems like Smuff is privy to some info about counter. Like he's he's got a whiff. He's the Fenton Hardy in this situation. He's gonna set the boys on the right trail. Yeah. Um so he explains so He's yeah. McGruff. What's that? He's the crime dog. He's McGruff the crime dog. Yeah. McSmuff. Dinner time, dog. <laughs> Uh, they got me eating kibble. <laughs> that was from Screwed. Nice. Dave nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Time, all I got is, hey, mister. That time we were here in 850 Chicken Gizzards. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. That was some Asian guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fong did do that. Fong did do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a great movie. Danny DeVito, uh... Dave Chappelle, Norm Macdonald, and whoever that old lady is, the yeah, old white she's lady. Good. And Cheech Cheech. Crack. Cheech is uh in yeah, the Cheech, two. Is in Cheech Marin, yeah. Um so outside they they catch up with Smuff and they're like, What what is all that? Um and so he starts to explain like uh first of it is like, never mind, uh, but even you smart Alec Hardys have made mistakes. So he admits Again. Yeah. I'm mistake. a man. I make mistakes. But he says, uh, however, this is different. I'm helping the police on a very special, very confidential case. In which I remember the pol- or I imagine the police are just like, now this is very special. This is a very special case just for you. And it's their donut order. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we can't trust anyone else with this. They sent him a super secret agent. <laughs> it got a Dude. donut badge. Yeah. Oscar Smuff is Leo Gitz. Help. Leo gets. Uh whatever whatever you want, Leo gets. Lethal weapon. Joe Pesci. Whatever, oh. whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh. Well there's no other quotes I can do because it's yeah. tons of cursing. Um But I, I was expecting at this point when he's like it's very special, very confidential case, that he would slip up and be like, and it's about counterfeiting and yeah. my suspects <laughs> yeah. are this, 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 and then she would just pour out everything. But instead uh, as he made that last statement, he shrugged off his look of embarrassment and assumed an air of great importance. Ooh. And then he storms off and says, I can't be standing here gabbing with you three. Um, so they, they watch him disappear. Um, they're like, you know, what's he working on? And then they're like, hey, let's get a telescope <laughs> yeah. or a microscope. A microscope. <laughs> Sorry. Telescope's on the brain. <laughs> but so this is so... Uh, so Chet finally leads the way into the scientific specialties store. Triple S. Yep. Triple alliteration. Mr. Reed, the shop owner, stood behind the counter. He was a plump, pleasant man. Uh, I'm going to pause there for a second and talk about that. Are people only plump or... <laughs> they're either plump or thin. Yeah. 
and which you're only pleasant us, when you're plump. Well, it leads us to like we said before, we're like Mr. Hardy has the exact average body, neither plump nor thin. Yeah, he is just the American dad Working of man, the sixties. Yeah. yeah, with his belt just above his <laughs> belly button and his, his white tank top tucked into it. Oh, you're darn tootin'. Um, so Mr. Reed is one of the other uh, two parts of the population. <laughs> He's a plumpman uh, and a pleasantman uh, with a shock of white hair. And this is the shock second man. time that I've heard someone's hair be described as a shock. Uh, the first being in the first Hardy Boys book when he had a shock of red hair. Yeah. Now, now a shock of white hair. Uh, I'm going to ignore the rest of that sentence, but do you have it underlined? Uh no, because okay. that's that's different. There, there's a sentence coming up that I have underlined that just it kills me. Take me there. It kills me. Okay, so his, his hair is spiked up and, and whatnot. But um, have you come for your microscope, Chet? He asked as he spoke. The man's head bobbed up and down, <laughs> and his white hair waved back and forth. As Wait, blown what's by going the wind. on with this man's head right now? <laughs> So his head's going up and down, but the hair's going back and forth as if he's bobbing his head back and forth, but he's going up and down. I imagine his hair is like a troll doll. <laughs> Just that wispy little... Where I, not so much that and the hair is waving, breeze. but that the hair is staying exactly in place while his head moves below it a little his bit. His hair is like one of those horses you ride at the uh, children's parks, or sometimes they're turtles, just whatever the animals are. The, the springs. Oh, the little yeah. springs, yeah. That's, so like, just his follicles are like that, but his neck is, is like a, uh, I don't know, like a piston. So the neck is just going up and down, but the hair is going. I don't know what a weird thing to it's experience. Like a gimbal, like a like a chicken's head. You know when you like move <laughs> yeah. a chicken's body, and the head stays exactly right. <laughs> We're finding a lot of ways to say very very similar things. We are, and I like it. That's my favorite description. I cried at this. Um, but so uh, yes, sir, Mister Reed. Chet said enthusiastically. Uh, my friends, Frank and Joe, are looking forward to trying out the microscope just as much as I am. Mm-hmm. Joe smiled a little skeptically, but Frank agreed with his chum. And that, to me, is a telling sentence. Yeah. Because Joe is still thinking, like, oh, it's pretty cool to make fun of Chet. Like, remember earlier? We yeah. were all bonding over making fun of Chet. <laughs> but Frank is like, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll look at this microscope. Yeah, that's that, neat. No, I think about it. It's pretty sweet. What they don't write is the next sentence where Joe's, like, caught from his smirk, and then he's like, Oh, yeah, I guess it is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were. I thought we were still doing that. Yeah, we're not doing that thing. thing where we're like making fun of chat about no, this thing. Yeah. Why didn't it you could be me? like a good time. Like I could look at stuff close. Like maybe I could stick my finger in there and see how dirty they are. You ever, you ever looked at a finger <laughs> up close? Magnified two thousand times. Uh, so we're almost done with it here. Um, yeah, who so thought? Chet goes to pay. And he pulls out of it, pulls out his wallet and empties it of ten and twenty dollar bills. Here you are, Mister Reed. I've been saving a long time so I could get the best. Ooh. And then, <laughs> so then the page turns, and I have to tell you this. Then Mister Reed smiled, and this, and the best this is. I'll get the microscope you want from the stockroom. The next chapter, chapter three, which we can now see, is called the unexpected <laughs> return. Yeah. And I just, it's it's obviously not going to be this, but I thought it was so so much going to be him returning the microscope unexpectedly. Like, <laughs> it wasn't the best. <laughs> you told me it was the best. Oh. <laughs> Chet, I didn't expect you to return this. This is very unexpected. <laughs> this is very unexpected. This is worth a chapter. Um, but what happens is, dude goes in the back, Mr. Reed goes in the back, comes out, with a look on his face and no telescope. And, or microscope. Uh, he's like, don't tell me it's not in stock. So do I say, did I say yeah, telescope yeah, again? Man, yeah, you're on telescopes. I got the sweet telescope tattoo <laughs> after the last book. It's just on the brain. Um, so Mr. Reed shook his head. He's like, don't tell me you haven't got the model. Mr. Reed shook his head. When he spoke, his voice was solemn. You want to finish it there? It's not that, Chet, he said. 
I'm afraid that one of the $20 bills you gave me is a counterfeit. So, I'm... Again, we sort of know some things, but... Yeah. I think this is the book where we realize that Chet has been linked to all of these crimes. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he knew how to fix their motorcycles in the last book. Somehow his car got stolen and recovered. Yeah. Somehow he's got the counterfeit bills. Yeah. Chet is a mafia kingpin. <laughs> it just killing Chet's in his mid fifties and has been masquerading as a high schooler. And like the crime world knows like it's hilarious that he has the Hardys yeah. in his pocket. Like, oh, that, that is so hilarious. close to him. Like, that's the funniest thing to them. Yeah. But uh all the while the Hardys are making fun of him and laughing at him, but he's like, I've got your dad paid off. You idiots. <laughs> I own your home, your family, your mother's cooking, those this chicken a, sandwiches. This is a fat suit. <laughs> How have you never noticed? <laughs> oh, I like I this. wasn't even wearing it when we crossed the street. Look at the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Was, do you not notice that I'm skinny in some drawings and not in others? The stripes are slimming. That's what it is. And I bent that kid's handlebars for the uh, photo, too. <laughs> Chet is steel, man. Well, I, I'm really hoping, though, yes. uh, <laughs> that Mr. Reed gives Chet this microscope for free when we get to Chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm, it's really hard not to say telescope, by the way. 